Fasting is not a topic that we preach about very often. And the reason that I want to speak on this subject this morning is because I want to prepare us for our corporate fast together and that we can be successful in it. I feel both passionate and serious about this fasting all at the same time. In order for anything to work successfully, you need to do the necessary preparations. I think it's easy to take it for granted that everybody knows about prayer and fasting. It seems easy enough. We pray and we go without food. But I know for me personally, when I first started my journey of prayer and fasting, we had people that taught us what to do, what, why it's important. So this morning's message is actually more of a teaching. So it's not a, a um, God's given me this divine revelation. I just want to preach to you or teach you this morning about things that are going to be helpful in our journey of prayer and fasting and why and how, it, and, and how it's important. I want to personally encourage you that during our prayer and fasting from the 9th to the 12th of January, so you've got a couple of weeks to prepare. We're not asking you to start fasting tonight. No, New Year's celebrations are right on track. Um, but I want to encourage you to find a way to participate in this corporate fasting. The church is open every day from 9 till 3, so you might choose to say, I'm going to make some time during those days to just come in and pray in the church. Every night, if you work during the day, we're open from 7 to 8. I want to encourage you, why not come along to one of those nights? We just pray. It's not, it's not structured. People can just come and pray and do what they want to do. But then on that last night, the Friday night, we have a meeting all together and that starts at 7 o'clock. So I want to put that out there. Think about joining us for some of that time. Um. Spiritual fasting is also not something spoken about in general conversation. It's not something you talk about at your work lunchtime. Um, and it's probably because it's something that's done in private. Even the Bible talks about that. He says, don't be like the legalist who tells you what you're going to do. He says, wash your face. Don't act all forlorn because you're fasting. All right, for some people to be able to eat, clearly I'm fasting. The Bible actually talks that we shouldn't do that. So, I think in that kind of sense, we just don't speak about it. We don't get tips and keys of how to help us. I want you to know that fasting isn't actually easy. And fasting isn't actually fun. But I want you to know that it's powerful and your faith will begin to explode as you fast. It tells us in the next slide, because clearly mine's not working because it's on off. It really helps when it's on off. Um, it says in Matthew 6, 18, no one will notice that you are fasting except your father who knows what you do in private and your father who sees everything will reward you. So clearly he's saying, he's saying this, not me, and this is in Matthew, New Testament, it's saying that he'll reward you for your fasting. When we say the word fasting, we clearly think about going without food. But I don't know about you, but it doesn't really bring major joy and excitement to us because we live in this pleasure-orientated world, a society where we have instant gratification. If you're going to go out for dinner and you're waiting more than half an hour for your meal to arrive, we sometimes get a little bit annoyed because we think it should be out now. Um, you need 
to know that fasting is not just for strong people. Fasting is for weak people. Fasting is for normal people. Fasting is even for frail people. It's for ordinary people who are desperate for God to do something in their lives. We also need to know that fasting never manipulates God. You will not earn God's blessing, favour or miracles. It's not, I'm doing this, God, now you owe me something. That's not what fasting is about. Fasting gets you ready for God to answer. Fasting does not make God do anything that is not in his will. People get disillusioned when they're asking God for something. You can't demand anything. You can ask God whatever you want, but you can't demand it. And it doesn't mean that he'll do it. Because if it doesn't line up with his word of God and his will for your life, it's not going to happen. Because there's a story in Samuel, and I actually want you to go home and read it. Here it is. It's in 2 Samuel verse 12. Now, if you're taking notes, go home and read the story to find actually what's, what's happening before this. And David had a son who got sick. And it says, David replied, I fasted and wept while the child was alive. For I said, perhaps the Lord will be gracious to me and let the child live. But why should I fast when he is dead? Can I bring him back again? I will go to him one day, but he cannot return to me. So it's saying David can be praying and asking God, but if it wasn't what was going to happen, David couldn't say, you owe me God, I'm praying and fasting. He knew that God's way was best. And when God has his way, let him have his way. Fasting is humbling yourself before God. It's saying, Lord, I need you. Your, your prayer during this time should be, Heavenly Father, I know that you want what's best for me. I'm coming after you and I'm setting this time aside to be with you. With biblical fasting, we increase our receptivity to his voice. Isn't it good when someone hears you clearly? This is a relationship 101. If you've got something important to say to your spouse... Don't say it when you're in the other room and then wonder why they don't hear it. When we need that receptivity, like we need to hear clearly, you know, when someone has their ears full of wax, they don't hear properly. And they need to go to the doctor and get it drained out. I know that sounds a bit gross, but to hear clearly, you need to have the wax gone. And so sometimes we can have a build-up. It's like Kimberly saying, what do we need to let go of today? We get this build-up of stuff. It just happens. We don't ask for it. People don't ask for wax to be built up in their ears. I don't have that problem, but obviously some people do. Um, and so sometimes we just need to clear that out that we can hear his voice clearly. One thing that you also need to know is fasting is an invitation. It's something you do voluntarily. They also told us when they didn't give us our car, Red Joe, Renewal once said it's an invitation to register your car. But I'm telling you, there's some big consequences if you drive an unregistered car. So, no. So, fasting is an invitation and it's something you do voluntary. Fasting is not something we do to make God love us. We can't make God love us more. He loves you. 
Say to your neighbour, God loves me. Say to your other neighbour, God loves me. So what we're doing when we're fasting is I'm voluntarily giving this up. It's something that no one is making me do. Also, fasting is an act of worship. It tells us in Romans 12, 1 to 2, and this little subject in the Bible is called a living sacrifice to God. And so, dear brothers and sisters, I plead with you to give your bodies to God because of all he has done for you. Let them be a a living and holy sacrifice, the kind he will find acceptable. This is truly the way to worship him. Don't copy the behaviour and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and perfect and pleasing. I said them around the wrong way. Fasting is giving up something that's perfectly good. God designed our bodies to have food and to eat, but for a time we are saying, I want you more than I want that food. And I'm telling you, it's not always easy. I'm telling you, I don't always find it easy. But I'm telling you, I know the power of hearing God talk to me that I'm kind of going, I want that. I want God to talk to me. Fasting means, this is the dictionary meaning, fasting to abstain from all food. It doesn't actually say computer, internet, um, TV. It actually says to abstain from food. Staying off the computer is abstaining from something. It's not fasting from it. It's saying, because when we fast, we don't fill up that time with all other things. So, It's actually good to limit all those other sources of entertainment while you're fasting because it's pulling yourself away from normal life to spend more time doing spiritual things. That's the whole reason we're fasting. So who here has ever done the 40-hour famine? Um, What I want to say is, I think the 40-hour famine did a little bit of disservice to church spiritual fasting, and I'll tell you why. 40-hour famine started off, well, it still is a really good cause. It actually raises money for hungry children. The cause is great, but if we relate 40-hour famine to spiritual fasting, there's two different things here. So um, they were helping starving children in the world because you stopped eating for 40 hours. Then they moderated it so that you could go without furniture or other stuff that made life comfortable. That's what they did. You know, you could not talk for 40 hours or you you didn't sleep on a bed and all those kind of things. Because the whole thing is they want you to feel uncomfortable because they want you to remember these people that are in lack and needing. So it was all about the discomfort we felt that we knew what it was like to go without. And I think we've sometimes taken those things, that discomfort, and applied it to our fasting. But then I read this article by John Piper, and he's an author and a preacher, and he said, I think when most people fast, they see it as something to be endured. The Bible says to fast, so I'm not going to eat for 24 hours. 
And the whole time their stomach growls, their head aches, and they think, man, I'm hungry. Their next thought is, oh, that's right, I'm hungry because I'm fasting. And then their next thought is, how much time till this is over? And it's just about something to be endured. It's miserable and it's a self-centered experience. That's how people think. Now, that actually reminds me of the 40-hour famine. This is how we're meant to think. See, can you see that we all need to be trained in this? Because otherwise, our thinking can get a little bit wrong and we actually don't realize what the correct thinking should be. The biblical spiritual thinking. Then he says, it should look something like this. When your stomach growls and your head aches, because all this stuff happens, just letting you know, um, and you say, man, I'm hungry, your next thought is going to be, oh, that's right, I'm fasting. But I'm fasting today, and this is where it becomes really important, and you have to have a purpose of why you're fasting, is you need to add your purpose into this spot. And this writer wrote, I'm praying for my child's salvation. So every time during the day that you get hungry, that should be a prompt for you to pray for your child's salvation. The result is you are praying for your child's salvation all day long, and that is what you wanted to do. Therefore, your hunger serves you. Your hunger serves you for a greater purpose. Your greater purpose is not to endure hunger. Your greater purpose is to see your child saved. Now, as I just said before, people don't know that unless they're taught. And so, not not against the 40-hour famine, but just don't relate that to being your spiritual fast. The reason that we fast is to pray and seek God. And I'm going to talk more in a little bit about why it's important to have a plan when you're in prayer and fasting. It's exciting when you realise God is calling you to fast. You also ought to feel a little bit nervous about it. During this time, I know that when I was put on the roster to preach at the end of December, I said to our team at staff, I said, I'm going to talk about fasting. I had no clue what I was going to say. But it actually caused me to go, Pauline, you were taught something, so other people need to be taught the same thing. So during these last couple of months, I have watched every preaching on Jensen Franklin on YouTube, and it's available to everyone. Jensen Franklin, write it down. He has a real gift to talk about fasting, I tell you. I've read books, I've read articles, and I'm feeling excited. And then I kind of going, oh, yeah, I remember when that first little hunger pain kicks in and that headache from not having coffee. Oh, no, look, you can have a coffee. I'm I'm not telling you what your fast needs to look like. I'm just saying I just know that you've got to be prepared and without a plan, people can perish. So you need to be prepared spiritually and physically. Can I just tell you some physical things? This is mum talking, not dad talking, because clearly I'm a mum of four kids. I never always found it easy to do fasting when I had four little children because they were always hungry. I was always preparing food. I just personally found that really quite difficult. Give you a couple little tips. I'd make some meals up in advance. So even if it meant my plan was I want to fast one meal a day. That was my plan and I would have stuff prepared, pre-done for the children. I'm just saying, I want you to succeed in your fast. And I'm not telling you, if you have to start cooking a roast every night, that's jolly difficult. So I am just so grateful I'm on the other side of my kids being able to organise themselves. It does come, people. It does come. So 
practically. Don't have your fridge filled with yummy treats that you love eating. I'm serious. You've got two weeks now to start munching through that stuff and just have what's needed to make sure that the family is catered for. You know what the children choose to do is their thing. Do I want to encourage them? I hope they're all listening this morning um, that they will come and join us. But it's an invitation. I'm not going to make them do anything. It's an invitation for people to join with prayer and fasting. So, yes, yeah, so clear out your fridge of all those yummy things. Be a bit prepared if you've got young children. But make a plan and do something. I'm still getting to my plan part, though. Okay, and so we need to be prepared spiritually and physically. Physically. I've spoken about spiritually. How do we do this? You need to know how God speaks to you. And I'm telling you, he speaks to us through his word. He speaks to us through pictures but I want you to know more than anything, he is actually giving you an invitation this morning. He doesn't love you more or less if you fast, but he wants you to draw close to him. And maybe he's saying to you this morning, come and know me more than you've ever known me before. You know what? You determine, you also must determine what kind of a fast and how long you're going to go on a fast. For this particular fast, we've already determined it for you. We're fasting from Tuesday to Friday. But you may choose to make fasting a weekly or a monthly habit. I'm just saying, go on the journey. Just see what God wants to do in your life. If you are taking notes this morning, I said it a few times, I want you to write this one down. Write down my fasting plan. So excited I did all of these things and I'm forgetting to use them. So if you can do anything, and I am going to do exactly the same, I'm going to write down my fasting plan. And the reason it is important to do is once you start to feel hungry and those thoughts come, you'll go, Oh, God really wasn't asking me to do that, because as she said, God loves me whether I fast or I don't fast. And it's okay, I fasted breakfast, so that's enough for today. And then when you slip up, the enemy says, see, you can't even fast. You could even fast and do what you, you, you put down that you wanted to do. And you've got to go, you know what, there's no condemnation. I'm just going to get back up on the horse and I'm going to start again. So write down your plan. Your plan may look different to mine. I am not saying for everyone they have to do the same thing. If you are in a physically strenuous working job and you're fainting and can't do work properly, you're just going to get in trouble by your boss. You've got to use some common sense. You might say, well, I need to eat during the day because I've got to have my strength for work, but I can fast at night. You know, you've got to write down a plan and be able to do it. What you also need to do is devote extra time to prayer and the word. Limit TV, internet, Facebook, Snapchat, Instagram, or anything else that robs you of your time. Just don't watch TV with all that extra time. I'm going to say, if you really want to watch something, put on a preaching DVD. There is so much stuff on YouTube. There's so many podcasts you can be listening to. Something else I want to say to you, I am not a doctor. So if you are on medication or you are not well, I want you to talk to your doctor first because fasting might 
you might need to eat something before you have that medication. So I am telling you, it's on the podcast, see your doctor if you have got some medical conditions or you're on medication and just make sure that someone else knows what you're doing. Now, I did that, so I ticked that off. Um, Some of these things may occur while you're going on a fast. Your tongue can get coated. You can feel lightheaded. You may need to go to bed earlier for extra rest. And all of those things are perfectly normal. You can get bad breath. Some people, you go, that's normal. Um, Your brain is in a fog. I wish I could say that you feel super spiritual and constantly cheerful the whole time. I wish I could say that. But in actual fact, you can sometimes be cranky, tired, hungry, fighting a headache. And I'm telling you, not every bad feeling is from the devil. And remember how we said at the very start that fasting is a spiritual discipline, that is a physical act. This is what the Bible tells us. It's a spiritual discipline. No discipline is enjoyable while it is happening. It is painful. But afterwards, there will be a peaceful harvest of right living for those who are trained in its way. You, oh, that's right. Now, why do you think I told you all those things of what might happen? I told you them because I want to be real with you this morning and I want you to succeed. I want to tell you the truth and I want to tell you that it's so worth it. His word is food for our soul. The Bible, his word. I want to invite you to munch on this room because there's so much good stuff in here that if we fill ourselves up with this, people, it's like the woman at the well. Jesus says, I can give you living water that no one knows anything about. Philippians 4, Philippians 1 verse 6 says, And I am certain that God who began the good work within you will continue his work until it is finally finished on the day when Christ returns. So you're going to say, food can wait. Entertainment, you can wait. There, what are your greatest needs? What do you need to fast about? I encourage you, write them down on your plan. Fasting allows us to set aside time for prayer. If you don't pray, you're not fasting. Fasting will heighten your spiritual alertness and your alertness to the Holy Spirit. And it also helps to keep you alive spiritually. Are you getting keen? When we come together as a church, I asked Pastor Rob, what are the things we're going to be praying for corporately as a church? These are some of the things he wrote down. We're going to be praying for marriage and families. We are going to be praying for salvations and baptism. If that doesn't excite you, I don't know what else will. And we are going to be praying for something new we're going to be doing in the church, which is our growth track training. So I encourage you, join us on this time of corporate prayer and fasting and see what God wants to do in your life. Also, I have made available a couple of handouts in the foyer. 
of different things about different fasts and more scriptures and more teaching on it. So if you want to grab some more because your appetite's just got a little bit hungry today, I encourage you to take one of those on your way out this morning. And that's it from me. We have an early minute today.